Back with us on a Friday. Yes, the Rob Sellers Funky Bump of the Day. There you go, Rob. It is it is Earth, Wind, and Fire, one of our favorites. So Shocking. Yeah, shocking, <laughs> I know. You could probably have guessed that, but uh, I picked the bump music, so there's Earth, Wind, and Fire. And Rob, I know you appreciate it. Back with us, John Morris Show on ESPN Central Texas from the Alan Samuels Studios. Thanks to Alan Samuels, Dodge, Chrysler, Jeep, Ram, Fiat, your friend in the car business. As promised, we're joined now by former Baylor standout King McClure, big-time ESPN announcer, and stepping over to ESPN Radio for the weekend. Uh, He'll have the calls from Kansas City National Radio for the Big 12 semifinals and championship. King, thanks for your time. Appreciate you being on with us. Of course, J-Mo. Anytime. <laughs> you are too kind. What's the uh, what's the thought in your mind? You've done a lot of TV now, and this is different going to radio, uh, but you're working with a great crew there. What what are the thoughts on your, your mind? Yeah, I mean, it, it's, uh, it's a little different. I mean, it's something I'm really not used to, but, you know, kind of like you said, I mean, Cassie is, is one of the best in the business from what I've heard. I mean, he's worked with everybody from – you know, Vince Carter to, to, to some legends, uh, P.J. Carlissimo. Uh, so he, he knows what he's doing. And, you know, we did a practice, um, uh, like a mock, almost like a mock broadcast yesterday, uh, just me and him. And, you know, the one thing I will say, if you can do radio as a play-by-play, that is extremely difficult. Like, that, that, that is a skill. <laughs> right. Because I was listening, I was, I was almost in amazement. Uh, of the ability to be able to describe something so perfectly in such a short amount of time and not really take that many breaths in between. Right. Being able to call a game on radio as a play-by-play is a skill and a talent that I like. I never really realized until I was right next to him. Yeah. So honestly, like, I know you do that too. So if you can do that, that is a talent and a skill. And I applaud anybody who can do that because there's no way I could do that. But I'm ready. <laughs> You'll be ready. You'll do great. And and you're right. Mark Kestesure is who you're working with. John Madani is your producer there. You're in very good hands with those guys. So uh, just enjoy it. You'll have a great seat there courtside. So I think, uh, I think you'll do great, and I think you'll have a lot of fun doing it. And I'm, I'm looking forward to it, man. Once again, appreciate you and all the help that you have. And all the, the influence you've had in order to get me to where I am. So appreciate you, J-Mo. You're a self-made man, King. You know that. So <laughs> you just ride that wave, and that is great. All right, how about the games? Uh, before we get to the games you're going to see tonight and tomorrow, uh, no Baylor. Bears bowed out yesterday. Uh, how much of the Baylor-Iowa State game did you get to watch, and, and what are your thoughts coming out of that game? Yeah, you know, I watched pretty much the whole game, and it was one of those things where it just didn't look like Baylor basketball. I mean, to me, it, it we, we got punked. I mean, there's no other way to put it. They, they punked us. They had more offensive rebounds than we had rebounds total. Like, 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 like let's just like let that sink in. Yeah, they had more offensive rebounds than we had rebounds total offensive de- defense combined. I mean, to almost out rebound us by 30, and our bigs have zero rebounds. That's unacceptable. I mean, there's no other way to put it. The bigs have to be better than that. And it's one of those things. I mean, Keontae George is a great player, and I think he's a pro. But, I mean, you, you shoot 11 shots yesterday, and 10 of them were threes. Hmm. Like, you, if you're a pro, be a pro. Be able to do other things versus and, and diverse, make it, have a more diverse game, I guess, in a sense. And settling for threes, I mean, he's, he's, a, he's a better player than that. 
You know, he, he's way more talented than that, and he can do so much on the floor. So I expect more out of him than the performance he had yesterday. I talked a little bit after the game, and I mean, the biggest thing is just shake it off. But, you know, for me, it's just I don't know, the toughness wasn't there. And I would say it's not a good matchup for us because they guard the three-point line so well, do a great job of taking away our three guards. But, you know, we, we have to be able to pull, pull out games like that against good teams and elite teams can do it, but Baylor has to figure it out. And it's almost to the point to where you have to accept Baylor for who they are right now, that they're not a great defensive team. They're an elite offensive team, but they're not a great defensive team. And it's at the point of the season where you kind of just have to hope that you can outscore people Mm. and run against and have good matchups in the tournament to where you don't have to find a way to win outside of scoring. All right, so you've been in those shoes where those guys are right now coming out of a disappointing loss in the Big 12 tournament, headed into the NCAA tournament. What's, what's, uh, what's going on with the team right now to, to try to move past this and correct what they can and be playing their best going into the NCAAs? Yeah, I mean, well, the, the kind of good, I guess, thing about this is that Baylor has never, we never really had success in the Big 12 tournament, even when I was there. The furthest we made it was like the semifinals mm. and losing to Kansas. But we've never really had success. And we've still been able to go far and succeed in March when it comes to the big dance. So Coach Drew does a great job of being able to get the team refocused. Just going into it, I know these next few days will probably be very hard practices, but then they'll probably scale it back a little bit. But they just have to get that mind refocused. And one thing that sticks out to me when I watch this Baylor team is they don't really have a, a vocal leader. I mean, every single year – since I've been there, we've always had a vocal leader, a leader on the court that it's not the coaches. That's more so like a player coming in like, hey, come on, this is how we're going to do this. We're going to fight. We're going to do this and that. We're getting punked on the glass right now. We got to be tough. I don't really see that out of these guys. I don't really see a vocal leader that stands out. So hopefully one will emerge in this next week and, you know, the bigs take accountability and they they, they basically start brand new because it's a one-game season now. Really good analysis. Uh, King McClure, our guest, former Baylor standout, ESPN talent, uh, television and radio. Radio this weekend at the Big 12 tournament. All right, what do you think about the two uh, semifinal matchups tonight? Kansas, first one is Kansas and Iowa State. Uh, Well, I think Kansas and Iowa State will be an interesting matchup. When you look at KU, the first time they played, they played at, 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 in Allen and I would say had a chance to win the game. Mm-hmm. Lost by two points. It, it was a back and forth matchup, and I would say it's a tough matchup for anybody in the country, which is why they can have a lot of success in the NCAA tournament. But I mean, Jalen Jalen Wilson had 26, but other than that, I mean, they really had everybody else in check. They, they held Kansas in both matchups to under 30 percent from the three, and Kansas is a pretty decent three point shooting team. So to be able to do that and the way that they guard the three-point line, they're always in a game. So I think that Iowa State, this matchup, Iowa State could really get them because in the second matchup when they went two Ames, Iowa State just dominated them from start to finish. It was they just absolutely dominated Kansas. They held them to under 30% and dominated them. So I think Iowa State can really get them. T.J. Altenberg's team does a great job of turning you over. They're physical. They take away the three-point line. I mean, honestly, me personally, I think I'd have to go with Iowa State in this first matchup. Ooh, nice. All right. And tell people here who haven't been there for the Big 12 tournament, people may think, oh, Kansas is going to have a great home court advantage playing in Kansas City, but it'll probably be about even playing against Iowa State, don't you think? 
Yeah, yeah, no, it'll definitely be even. I mean, I've had a the the chance to play against you know Iowa State and Kansas in the Big Twelve tournament, and it's pretty much the same thing. I mean, yesterday if you watched the Baylor game versus Iowa State, it seemed like Baylor was on the road uh, against Iowa State. You know, when when Baylor would go on their runs, the gym would be completely silent. But when Iowa State would make a, a run, it, it would be loud. I mean, the three teams that all, all obviously have the the home the home the home court advantage is Iowa State, Kansas, and Kansas State. Right. I mean, that Kansas State game was extremely loud too. I mean, they just happened to get beat, so it kind of quieted the crowd down. But that that crowd was extremely loud and present. Uh, so, yeah, no, I think today's game will probably be even as far as crowd goes. I do, too. Should be a great atmosphere. That'll be a lot of fun. That's game one at 6 o'clock tonight. And then the second game, how about TCU knocking off uh, um, uh, Kansas State last night and matching up against Texas coming up tonight? You know, that, that'll be a great matchup, and primarily because I'm interested in the backcourt. I mean, the, the, the two backcourts of these of both of these teams, they, they've been terrific. I mean, Tyrese Hunter and, and Marcus Carr versus uh, Mike Miles and Damian Bob. I mean, the last time these two teams played, which is interesting, TCU won by two, but Mike Miles had one point. Damian Bob was, had about, I think I want to say like 20, 24, around that range in the 20s. But Mike Miles had one point. They held him to one, but still won by two. And without Eddie Lampkin, I want to see how uh, they're going to attack the inside. Because last night, one thing that we saw from Texas when they were playing against Musa Cisse, Caleb Boone, and Musa Cisse is one of the best defending bigs in America, and they threw the ball inside to DeSue trying to score on, on him every single possession. So I'm interested to see what Rodney Terry will draw up as far as will I try to go inside and attack TCU because they're thin in the front line. Because if you can get Xavier Cook in foul trouble, the next options are Jacoby Coles and Xavier Court. I mean, not Xavier Court. Suleiman uh, Dumbia. Yeah. And Dumbia doesn't have much experience. Jacoby Coles is a great player, but he's only six 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 seven. He's really more of a four, like a three four that can play the five at times because he's tough. But that size advantage down low could really cause TCU some problems. So I'm interested to see will they attack down low because of no Eddie Lampkin. Yeah, that's a big loss. No Lampkin for TCU. Uh, hey, hey, I appreciate your time very much. You want to you pick a winner? You want to give us a winner in that game, Texas and TCU? I'm going to have to go. I'll, I'll go at TCU. No, really? All right. Team, I think the TCU team is motivated, and I think with everything that's happened with Eddie Lampkin, I think this team has come together, and the way that they played last night against Kansas State was impressive. Basically, to go on the road and from start to finish, just I mean, they came out a little slow, but after that, they picked it up, and Mike Miles looked terrific. And they, they look good. They look like a Sweet 16, Elite 8-level type of team last night. Yeah, wow. Chuck O'Bannon had a great game last night also. All right, man, it's great to catch up with you. I really appreciate it. Uh, give my best to those guys and uh, enjoy working with uh, Mark Kestisher and John Madani. Uh, that'll be a great treat for you. Of course, I definitely will. Thanks, Jamal. All right, bud. Thanks very much. We'll see you. Thanks for your time. King McClure with us, uh, ESPN, stepping over to ESPN Radio tonight and tomorrow. National radio broadcast along with Mark Kestisher. John uh, Madani is their producer on site, and uh, it is different. Uh, King, I think, has a good handle on that, Aaron. Uh, from TV, you know, doing, doing TV color work compared to radio color work. 
And I talked to uh, Mark Kestisher a little bit yesterday, and he had already, he and King had already, you know, had a discussion about that. It's just different. You know, the play-by-play guy talks more in radio than he does in a TV broadcast. Yeah, you, with TV, you can kind of let the action kind of explain exactly. itself, right. so you don't have to add as much. Right, right. So it's just sort of, it'll be different, but I think King will do well. And again, he's in very, very good hands working with those guys. So that'll be fun to tune in and listen to him on the national broadcasts over the weekend. All right, let's take a break. Bottom of the hour.